Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with most, Phil Better. And with me today is the smart real estate coach himself, Chris Prefontaine. Chris, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, thanks for having me, Phil. I'm, I'm looking forward to diving in and hopefully we'll have some good nuggets during our chat. I think we will. And uh, I, I can tell by your accent, you're, you're from ba- uh, Ma- Massachusetts, right? That's exactly correct. Oh, I, I don't think we're going to be able to talk hockey because I'm from Montreal, so we can't talk hockey. Oh, man. We'll leave oh, hockey man. out of it. That'll be another show. Yeah. Um, Chris, I have a great bio I have here from uh, your team. Uh, that's from the Smart Real Estate Coach. Uh, but I want you to introduce yourself to my audience so that they can get to know you a bit better. Sure, sure. So I'll do 31 years in about a minute here to make, keep it simple. And then you can go back <laughs> any piece of that if you want. Um, so I've been at this 31 years, uh, this month actually. And when I say this, I'm in the real estate world, um, right now, post 2008 crash. When I say right now, everything got re-engineered. Uh, we do deals locally here with our family, my son and son-in-law and family. Um, but then we go teach that all around North America. And so most of that is, as we'll talk about done virtually, uh, thanks to COVID. Um, and when I say teach that, we don't just teach it. We get in the trenches and do deals with students um, because I think there's an enormous gap in the uh, a lot of industries, but certainly real estate where stuff's getting sold, but no one's executing. And it's because of fair and lack of support. So that's what we do. Uh, and we're still doing it ourselves as well. I love that. I love how you're you're going into the trenches. You're working with your students on these deals and showing that, hey, I'm invested in your success because I'm putting my money where my mouth is and that. So I, I want to start uh, pre-COVID. So you you started after the crash, correct? Uh, or after the wait? Yeah, I mean, I've been at it for 31 years, but but after 08, I said, oh, I'm an, uh, this is ugly. Like I was really beat <laughs> up financially. And I said, all right, well, what are we going to do? If we're going to do real estate, something's got to change here. And so what I should have said is what we do now and what changed is no banks, no borrow money. Um, we don't sign personally and guaranteed debt. Um, so we're doing everything on what we call creative real estate or terms. Awesome. I love that. And so why did you decide to jump into this type of, apart from getting cracked, destroyed in a way, yeah. which a lot of people did, what started the real estate bug for you? Let's go back well, about 31 years. Way back. Yeah. So my my dad was in uh he dabbled in real estate his main business was a welding business but he would build his own buildings and then lease them back to himself uh, to his companies and i didn't get that as a kid I, I said what do you mean you lease them back they're both you but now i get it in hindsight and it was pretty cool what he was doing so he'd build the building lease it to his company which is a welding supply company um and then he would dabble with land and, and he would just be around some of his partners and i was exposed to that bottom line and then back before politics was an issue, I read Trump's first book that would have been in the 80s. When first I got married in 86. So that was way back then. And, and I've just been intrigued ever since. So I did college to go through the motions, but I really was all about real estate from, from way back then. And then when you, you got into the real estate building business and then 08 happened, how did you transform your business? Like you said, you no more banks, no more money. How did you go about doing the creative term businesses, business well, deals? Yeah, I had no choice. I mean, literally, I, I went from someone who had credit and and had some cash flow to credit in the toilet, not you know, couldn't get a loan to save my life, buildings and uh, uh, homes upside down. It was ugly. 
So the only way to operate, if I was going to operate at all, because I considered not after getting beat up, was to structure deals creatively whereby I didn't have to use money. I didn't, just didn't have it or credit. And so we do that by uh, owner financing. I own Canada. They call it vendor financing or vendor take back. Uh, we did that by lease purchase. And we do that a third way called subject to existing financing. So I buy your house because you need to get out of it and your loan stays in your name, even though I own your house. So those are the three ways that we, that we bought during that and that we still buy now. And, th and then, so that was the, okay, I have to do this reason. <laughs> now, the reason we did it was to be able to survive any market because I wasn't going back there again. And so here we are in one of the best markets for creative real estate, like literally in my history of 30 years is right now with interest rates going up and still chaos. <laughs> and so it's proved itself. It proved itself during COVID. We were crazy busy when everyone else was panicking and it's, it's, it's done. The model's doing what it's designed to do. To a recession proof business. There you go. That's a, everybody's looking for something like that. And in real estate, it's the, uh, one of the best cause it's the three, one of the three main needs, uh, that people need. Um, when COVID hit, how did you transition? Like you, before I'm guessing you were doing seminars, you were going around the world. Then all of a sudden the world was like, no, sorry, you can't do that anymore. How did you pivot? Like, did, were you, cause it's like an 08 again for you. Cause your business yeah. model just went, you just got beaten up again. So how did you, what lessons did you learn when you transitioned? Yeah, this is interesting. So when, right when you said that, what came to mind was we had just come off of a very successful event in Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania, and where we had a whole bunch of people join the community and four or five of us had flown out. And so we were ready to keep doing that. Right. Um, so the media pivot was this. I remember like it was yesterday. So it was March and we had an event coming up the last week in March. We do every year. OK, but we've done them live. They told us within about a seven or 10 day notice. Yeah, you, we're done. Like the hotel shut down. So with no virtual experience, like our, our um, creative director at the time, now he's our CMO, he had no virtual experience. He, was, <laughs> he could film, he could cut, he could do all that. So right here in this building that, by the way, we bought with, on terms creatively, not a bank. Nice. Um, we had a conference room. We, we pulled the table out. Um, we set up literally a, card a conference table. We set up a card table. We set up our cell phones to be the only way we could get audio through Zoom. Um, and we broadcast our first virtual event. Um, and it was very successful. It's comical now that that's that we pulled that off. Uh, then we transitioned to building a studio in our lower level here in this building and producing four virtual events a year, doing more net than we would have if we were live. And so I was real proud of the team and, and just everybody for the massive pivot. And then lastly, uh, Phil, to some of the other questions, most people were screaming, I don't know what to do in real estate, especially. I just got up to the community and said, look, when there's chaos, be aware of it. I'm not saying be blind, but be laser focused on what we're doing here. And our deals tripled for three months in a row because of that. And some of the people to this day are thanking us to, to, for pushing them to double down because they probably would have ran, right? Like so many people did. So yeah. long answer, but very good question. No, I, I love it because it's, it's true. You looked at the chaos. You're like, okay, we can't do it. We have seven, 10 days to figure out how we can give this massive value to our people who have already paid. And right. you did the simplest thing. Zoom works. Okay, let's try this. Let's, let's do it. And you pulled it off. Looking back, it's probably like, I would not have paid for that, but everybody was trying their own things. And it led to you building a studio, which is massively increasing your, your revenue. Yeah, the studio is awesome, and we do all our filming there now. So even <laughs> our YouTube videos got better quality because we have a studio now. So it was it was forced, and I'm so glad we did it.
yeah, it was, it, it's paying dividends on top. Like you said, not only for the live events, but your YouTube videos quality have gone up and you can eventually even start selling the teaching people how to do it themselves exactly. <laughs> down the line, you know, for real estate coaches. Yeah. Exactly. Um, when I, I want to tip, cause this is going to probably something like this is going to happen. There's going to be another disruption in the business world. Mm-hmm. We had the 08 for real estate, which hit every market. We had COVID that hit everybody's supply chains and this and that. And you, you've been able to pivot twice through two major uh, events in your industry, both industries you decided to jump into, which is uh, either very good luck for you <laughs> or uh, you don't have the best time, uh, sometime in the timing. But what is a tip you would have for someone uh, dealing with like situations like the curveballs, the chaos arriving? Yeah, it depends what industry. So I'll be as broad as I can here. But it goes back to the comment I said, be aware of the chaos. I don't care what industry you're in, right? But be laser focused on what it is you can do, you can do and or your business can do to thrive. Because it's a fact that when there's chaos, when there's, um, you know, another blip, another curveball, that's when fortunes are created in most businesses, actually, certainly in real estate. And that's why I'm so excited about creative real estate right now. But in any industry, if you carefully do that, uh, you'll come out not just surviving, but thriving. And I guess if I didn't know your industry and you say, well, what if, Chris, what, this is different. My industry is different. Okay, so find someone in your industry, just someone in your industry, if it's not real estate, that has gone through some headaches. And just, just learn from that. There's someone there. Like there's someone for anything you can model on, on earth right now. If you just go to YouTube or Google it and find someone or get their book or reach out to them and, and let them guide you or... You can do what most people do, like literally 98% of the population, sadly. And that's listen to the masses, which don't do what they're supposed to do every single day to succeed at a high level. They just don't, right? And that's not a crude statement. That's just reality. It, the society doesn't do that as a whole. Yeah. No, they, they don't follow a process. It's, it's, the, it's the simple process, the repetitive nature that grows you. You have to continually show up and put in the work day in and day out. And eventually the momentum will get you to where you want to be. Yeah, well, here, ask yourself this. Uh, do the majority of people, and I don't care where you live, what in the world, do, do the majority of people do whatever it takes every single day, no matter, no matter how hard it is, to succeed at a high, high level, despite all ch- No, they just don't. That's just not reality. That's why we no. have a 1%. That's yeah, why so there's do a 1%. the opposite. Do the opposite. That's exactly right. The 1% or 2% will be you if you do the opposite. No, it's, 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 it's insane how just doing this, just putting in the work day in and day out, what the 1% or 2% do, and you'll see, you'll get become better than 98%. Um, Chris, in your 31 years of being an entrepreneur, and in your short time being a digital entrepreneur, you must have accumulated some amazing memories. Is there one moment that sticks out that maybe helping a client or helping someone with a, uh, a doing a, di- a real estate business deal that you're that just cemented why you do this as a living. Yeah, uh, two things. A, a moment would be when my my son, son-in-law, and daughter joined the business. That was like fourteen, fifteen. But as far as the bigger picture to to what you just said, what you sparked there was one of uh, our main purpose as a company is to help individuals and families create a lifestyle of their dreams. Now, notice there's nothing about deals in there because it's not mm-hmm. about a deal. Everybody can do a deal. And so what we're seeing is people uh, escaping their job right now. That's like, that's life changing. Right before you, I did my own podcast with a member from our community and I, and I hadn't known the answer. I said, Rick, how long have you been at your job? He said, 30 years, 30. 
and we just got him his first deal. It's like over a hundred grand. Uh, so he's about to walk away from his job of 30 years. And he's been with us a year and a half. That's a game changer. I love seeing that. We have a bunch of those. We call it planning your escape. And so that, that's what keeps me moving. Cause those, that's really creating some serious uh, life experiences and life changing experiences for generations now. Cause now he can talk to his, gen- his family about that. Right. And that'll never be forgotten. Yeah, it's going to be a lesson that passed on for generations and generations yep. and help their kids and the future generations create the wealth that will free them, free them as well. My God. Yeah. You, those must be just, just hit you differently every time you hear them, even if you hear them a hundred times a day. Yeah, even even first deals. like That, that was his first deal is why it came to mind. He's not too far from me, coincidentally, geographically, so he came to mind. But there's many more. There's a gentleman in um, Illinois, Brian who actually has his own podcast now, but he was 23 years corporate America. He sold elevators and the emotional pieces, his son was getting older and he was on a plane every other week. And his son said, dad, I don't like when you leave. I mean, he was broken by that. Yeah. And so he joined us and in nine months, he escaped his job. That's like, we're lifelong friends now. That's game changer again, generationally. Cause his son, I bet, I don't know, but I bet his son was probably nine or 10 now. will probably perhaps be in his real estate business. I'm guessing. Well, yeah, it's probably just like how your father did his business in real estate and you understood a bit of it and then you took it to the next level. His son probably is going to go to the next iteration of the real estate business, something like you do or something even different. That's cool stuff. Monumental. That's monumental. Um, Chris, I love books. And I'm pretty sure seeing the stack of books behind you, um, uh, not just your own books, because you're a three-time best-selling author, uh, real estate on your terms, new real estate, uh, new rules of real estate investing, and Monique Sawyer's real estate investing for women. Um, I want to know: Is there a book that you usually suggest for entrepreneurs, people looking to get free themselves from the nine to five, that you would suggest that they pick up and read? You know, this is tough only because. It depends on where they are and where I am anytime I answer this question, right? Because you, you're presumably reading something that you're working on right now. And that yeah. hopefully you're changing that in six months. Um, but generally speaking, I like Behind the Arches, the McDonald's story, because it's not just real estate, it's business. And there's a lot of challenges in there, like crazy challenges. And then I like Michael Dell's newest book. I just read it about four months ago uh, because it's super current post-COVID. Uh, and again, he tears back the curtain and, and tells you what's the tough part of what's going on. So you, you know what to expect out there. It's not all fluff. So those two books come to mind, but there's so many depending on what stage you're in. No, I, I like the, uh, I just finished watching the founder on, uh, the Netflix it. yeah. and it's, it's an amazing, amazing story. And I, I, I want to get the book cause obviously the book will have more golden nuggets in it to take away from, um, just before I jump off the screen and let you, uh, let everybody know where they can f- find you, Chris, I have one question I want to ask you, what is a seek discomfort moment or story you're most proud of one where you so- sought discomfort, discomfort, but most proud of. Yeah, that helped you grow and change because that's uh, seeking discomfort is where you grow in the discomfort. Yeah. Okay, so it's going to be during. I I could tell stories that probably make people fall off their chair, but what happened to me during the crash? But one in particular was an ego check. Prior to 08, leading up to the problems, a lot of people I trusted said to me, you got to sell your your house. I had a a two and a half acre lot overlooking Newport Harbor, and that's not easy to get around it. So they all told me, I said, I'm not doing that. I'll be fine. Now, it took me, gosh, from that point, I started getting advice probably three and a half years, but, but my wife talked me into it 
and it was to move from that home to a $900 a month, 600 square foot, one bedroom apartment. And that's what I did. And that's what let me rebuild my entire life and not have a steamroll behind me and make way better decisions. Um, it, it was life changing, but it sucked at the time. I told my wife, okay, I'll, I'll do it for six months. We lived there six years and built an absolute dynasty because of it. I love it. I love it. And that's a great story to be proud of. And a, a great thing to say, hey, put your ego in check because sometimes it's it can bring you more. Yeah, Chris, dream. I'm going to jump off the screen. I want you to let my audience know where they can follow you, how they can support you in that. And uh, the floor is yours. All right. Thanks, buddy. I really appreciate that. We put a link together for your tribe only. Uh, they'll get free books, our free bestsellers. Now, please understand, this is not a get my free book and you go there and put $10 in for shipping. I can't stand those offers. Those aren't free. Free is go to wickedsmartbooks.com forward slash Phil. That's wickedsmartbooks.com forward slash Phil. Uh, if you don't mind my accent and the fact that I love the Bruins, even though I'm on Phil's show, um, you can go deal with me on a, on a one-hour class. It's free. I, I'm big on free because I want you to be able to say, okay, I, I know enough from going through the free resources that I want to delve deeper. And only then should you delve deeper. So go to uh, smartrealestatecoach.com forward slash master's class. And that's a free one hour class with me. Awesome. Chris, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, sharing your story uh, and your journey about being a digital entrepreneur and the two major course corrections you had to do in your life. It was uh, a great time talking with you. Well, same here. And you, you're doing awesome things to empower people. So keep it up. Thank you so much. And to my audience, make sure you check out the links for uh, the show notes down below to get the links. And remember to always invest in yourself.